Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Working Interferences. I am your host, Lance Timmerman, joined by... Holly Timmerman. My beautiful wife, Holly. Holly, you are becoming kind of a regular now. Yeah. How's that feel? Um, good. It's kind of fun. I uh, mean... Okay. All right. It's a good way to vent. It's like extra <laughs> therapy every week. <laughs> so, An extra visit to therapy. So, uh, is it therapeutic? It kind of is. I okay. Because... We don't really, I just, it's kind of like beating a dead horse for us to complain about dentistry to each other during right. the week. So we really don't. And I'm not against, or I've been known to beat a dead horse. So so we just don't, but it's kind of fun to just be like, here it is. And well, what's interesting is I'll hear the, the, the stuff you'll spew and just kind of water off a duck's back or whatever. But we actually have listeners and yeah. people have come up to you specifically and expressed uh, gratitude. Yeah, I got for... Instagram messages <laughs> from a couple people. And actually, um, I wanted I wanted to go find that one. It was uh, give a shout out to her. Yeah, give a shout out to Erin. I believe that's how it's a, it's a unique spelling. I, I've never seen the uh, the spelling that way before. So I hope I'm not butchering the the way it sounds. But A E R O N, Erin. Yeah. And um, she she said some. I'm, so I'm just going to share. Even though it was a private message, I'm I'm sharing it to the whole world. So Aaron, please don't be hating if I this was supposed to be private. But it says, please tell Holly thank you. I just listened to this week's podcast. I am a hygienist who needed her kick in the ass and face. That's hard to admit, but I needed to hear exactly what she said. I don't know her insta handle, so uh, thank you for passing the messages along. <laughs> so and then she sent she found me, and then she sent me a message, and yeah. it was basically the same thing, but. Um, I, I think because there's been so much fear mongering around COVID mm -hmm. that it's allowed people to become much more complacent in their job and s instead of doing their job. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot, it's, it's, it is a new era. I mean, it's almost like everybody because of COVID has the get out of jail free card. So there's a lot of cancellations and no shows and stuff. And, and they just say, Oh, COVID. I, I, I'm been exposed oh I, i'm i was um COVID, and initially you just didn't think twice and, and blink you just kind of yeah but if you think about it every single one of us in the dental field and this might come as a shock to some of you you have been exposed to it yeah we've all been presented we may not have ingested but we right but we've you've been, around been exposed it. to it yeah and you know what we're doing what we're doing is working it has always worked Unless you're a trash doctor and you're reusing your gloves and washing them in the sink and being a trash human being, <laughs> which there are those. There are doctors. And you guys are thinking, nobody does that. You know who you are. You know who you are. And there's plenty of motherfuckers out there that are doing that. And that's <laughs> bullshit. And if you're, a, if you're a, a client of a dental office, yeah, watch for your doctor to snap off his gloves. Because if he's not snapping off his gloves as he's walking out of your operatory, mm -hmm. you need to be going, am I going to the right place? Because you motherfucker better be giving me yeah. new gloves every time you touch me. My my habit, and I think that's a it's a healthy habit, and I think that's the way I was supposed to. Every time I leave the operatory, 
Uh, I'm taking my gloves off. Well, you're not supposed to ever leave your operatory with the gloves of the patient in your chair. There, there, there have been a few times, I'm going to admit this, there have been a few times where I've left, but I went to the other side of the operatory to grab something that was out of reach. But so, you didn't leave that no, patient. I didn't leave. It was, it was, but I mean, I physically left into the hallway okay. and back into the room. Well, because so, your operatories are weird. Well, There's two. It was standard. It's a standard ADEC setup. But and it's, but if it's I one of those things. I know what I know now. I wish, I wish. People. With all my might. It's time to do your fucking job. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I appreciated her message because a lot of people don't take criticism well. No. There was a guy who and wanted I, to honestly, fight me at Voices of Dentistry. Oh, no, he didn't want to fight you. <laughs> he was just like, mad that your wife called me an asshole. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. And, well, when, and <laughs> if, if you are triggered by it, then you need to rethink your what you're doing. His, his was because you said if you're a dentist that places amalgam, you're an asshole. Yes. And there, there are times and places where I can understand the need to go. It's moisture less sensitive. Well, it's, and I had a conversation with another dentist at Voices of Dentistry, Russ, whatever his name is. So we yeah, had a Russell conversation because he's like trying to defend his stance of the fact that he places amalgam at one of his practices. Yeah. And I can understand amalgam is cheap. Right. Amalgam is cheap. And, and if you're going to be taking a state plan, well, that's the, the thing. Compensation is he does so Medicaid and yeah. Medicare and all yeah. of the state assistant, and you have to do it cheap because you don't have you aren't going to get compensated. Yeah. Which leads me to the next point of: Is that really what you want to be doing? If you're being compensated so little, well, it's a means to an end is part of it. Um, I'm glad there are people like him out there taking care of this segment of society that needs a place to go. Right, so, but as a group, which is something that I have banged my head against the entire time you've been a dentist because there's so many pussy dentists out there mm-hmm. that you guys do not band together and, and you never take will, a stand, never which have. it makes me it's, crazy. You guys have power. But but just because it, we do, it, it'll never happen. I and know. I used, to, I used to think that we could make a difference. And uh, be the beginning of change and all that. That's all bullshit. I know. But it makes me crazy <laughs> because if you guys stop for five fucking seconds and all of you decided, you know what? Fuck this insurance bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fuck this compensation from the state. Fuck all of this. And you mm-hmm. all decided not to do it anymore. They would be forced to change. Oh, sure, sure. But if wishes were fishes. I know. It so. just, but it, it makes me crazy. Yeah. I mean, it really makes me crazy. And yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, there, there was some people that were triggered by a couple of a my couple, comments. A couple, couple comments, yeah. Um, so uh, this is a little bit of a kind of a post meeting summary. Uh, so last week we went to Voices of Dentistry, which is an annual get together. Um, the, the focus is the, the, the voices we are now, you are now a voice of dentistry because you've been on the podcast enough that we, I have to put a shout out to Zach from Missouri. I'm super (laughs) sorry. You had a baseball hat on and shorts and a polo. The last time I saw you right not in in Missouri, not Missouri. Right. And you were actually dressed like a dentist at voices of dentistry. And when you walked up to me, I didn't realize who you were. 
until about five seconds into our conversation. It was then, pretty brief, but there was a minute of, or moment of, um, who are yeah, you? Yeah, because I went, hi, I'm Holly. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, fuck me. This mm-hmm. is just yeah. ridiculous. Zach's one of my favorites. He, um, I love him. Very clinical. Uh, a very clinical podcast is... Um, his podcast. His podcast. Him yeah, with uh, but Kevin Pryor. I'm super sorry, Zach. Did you get a chance to meet Kevin? I don't think you saw Kevin. No, I don't, I there don't was know. enough people. I was there like five minutes. Right. Um, because, yes, I did go to Voices of Dentistry to then get in the car and drive away from Voices of yeah. Dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> so we came a day early just so that we weren't rushing to... Uh, I really do hate when you show up just in time for the meeting. And then right when the meeting ends, you make your way right to the airport. And you don't really get a chance to see much of... Because when a lot of people say, oh, you've been all over the world. Well, I haven't seen much of the world. I, I've, oh, I have. But you luckily get a chance to... So the first day, you took off and went to... Uh, Quartzite. Quartzite, because okay. they were having the, one of the world's largest gem, mineral, and crystal fairs. So it was like Charlie Brown getting in Halloween. He, he got a rock. Yeah. You got a rock. I got lots of you rocks. You got a lot of rocks, damn it. And, but they were from all over the world. There, there were rock people from Madagascar. There was rock people from New Zealand. There were people from Australia and Brazil, and they had... All kinds of really... Which all sounds great until you have to take this shit home. Okay, so... Yeah, so I got shit, and then I didn't show it to Lance. No, I had no idea. Until we were loading You left it all in the car, (laughs) and then we're heading back to the airport. I I was like, just so you know, you have to carry one of my rocks. This one's heavy. Take this. And I about died. It's like 80 pounds. He had to haul it through the airport. So we couldn't couldn't check it, because it was going to exceed the 50-pound limit. Well, not just that. It would have gotten destroyed, and I would have gotten Well, that too, but I mean, it was... Just too heavy. So I, mean, I had to carry this. The, I had is, to carry the, one too, but it wasn't as heavy yeah, well, as yeah, the one I made you carry. I carried one too. Yeah, a little, little. It's not. It's half the size, but it was still big. Okay, these were like eighty pounds. It was so ridiculous. It was, we were like huffing wind by the time we reached our gate. It was we. yeah. It was a clusterfuck. Yeah. A little it, bit. But I got them home and they're just so beautiful and I'm happy I have them. But yeah. So yeah, um, if you're into healing powers of crystals and stuff, you got to come hang out with us because our place is full of crystals. <laughs> Shut up. Why do you mock me? I it's don't get mocking. it. No, I was encouraging vis- visitors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love it when some of them come to our house. Okay. Like Wayne. Yeah. I love Wayne. Shout out to Wayne. So but, the, the first day was... Craig, uh, Craig. Glad you made it. Craig Harder had made it as well. He made it. Yeah, we were actually, yeah, we were worried because his his flight got canceled. Minutes um, before. Well, we made a a couple days in advance. Yeah, a couple days in advance. Luckily, he was able to um, get get it a couple days in advance, so he's able to get a backup and and make it there in time. He finagled it, so I was very happy. He wasn't late at all. Didn't miss a day, didn't miss anything. First day was pretty clinical. Um, uh, well, some practice management lectures. So the people lecturing aren't all podcasters. They may have been appearances on podcasts, but they weren't all podcasters. So uh, that's probably a misconception when people say, uh, why would I go to Voices of Dentistry? I, just, I already listen to these podcasts. I don't want to listen to more of them. No, that's more or less. It's just kind of the, the underlying theme or the common thread amongst everybody. But uh, like Mark Costas has uh, the Dentalpreneur podcast. And a lot of his guests, and I think he does like daily episodes. He's got a lot of episodes, a lot of guests, a lot of content. So he has a lot of advice um, on how to do practice management, whether you want to be a single practice owner and, and single location, or you want to own multiple locations. He's, he's got a lot of advice, a lot of uh, people that could share 
um, their how-to. Because uh, uh, one person, their, their, their lecture was about what if you woke up Monday and, and couldn't be a dentist? What would you do? And are you ready for that? Is your practice set up in such a way that it can run without you? Because really the, the, the goal of any business is to have it run without the business owner and dentistry is unique in that we are the business. Well, and so, that's the difference between being a business owner and an employee. Right. I mean, yes, we own the business, but we're employees of our own business. Right. But like there was that uh, Robert Kiyosaki's got a book called The Cash Flow Quadrant and everything. And, and medical and dental professionals like are just outside of his little quadrant because he's like, yeah, you can't build a, a business and sell it. And just keep building a business to sell it because you are the business. Right. Unless you then hire associates to come in and run the business and, and you're just you're just the business owner and, and not doing any of the actual dentistry. So there was, it was good to hear a lot of, there were a few times I checked out, uh, uh, mentally, uh, a couple of them cause it just didn't apply to me at all. Um, I didn't want to be rude and just get up and just leave. Play on your phone the whole time. So I played on my phone the whole time. So that's, you know, playing angry birds and, uh, best fiends and, yeah, the, what it was kind of stressful for me. <laughs> you and Clint, I had to make sure Clint wasn't dead, and it was a whole thing. Well, there's there was that. a whole, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that. And a, a shout out to Zach Allman. I, I hope you've recovered. So. Yeah, that was touch and go there for a minute, buddy. <laughs> he ended go. up to going home. I think a day early. Yeah, <laughs> he messaged. He did the complete hundred percent Irish goodbye. Is the uh, Irish all goodbye the the, times a thousand? <laughs> times a thousand all the way Checking. to the airport. I'm home. What? I thought you were down in uh, Rome 175. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a little. And thank you, Apex, uh, um, for the. Um, they hosted the happy hour that, that first night, and uh, because of them, a lot of people were happy. Um, but I would like to put a one star for the hotel, and I actually can't remember what it was. The hotel or you, the star? You ha- no, the hotel. I was going to give them a one star so don't, review. So don't tell, because I remember where we went. Well, the only reason is- we went to the Hilton. This is the thing. Okay. <laughs> when you're having a large- dental convention Uh they're all going to drink you had no gatorade i had to drive like way outside the city because well scottsdale shuts down at like nine because everybody's already had their supper at 4 30 and i'm out there hunting down gatorade for everybody so everybody didn't die and we appreciate that thank you I was like, what kind of hotel? Yeah, the front desk, the the little place to buy your toothpaste and everything. But they had plenty of Snickers and Skittles. Well, Snickers satisfies. Okay. (laughs) But But yes, they should have had Gatorade. I've been other places. The Marriott always had Gatorade. Well, and I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, dude, you sell alcohol. There's a function going on for four days. You don't think that somebody's going to need like, I don't know. Electrolytes? Pedialyte even. Something as common as something for a kid. Nothing. They had nothing. So I was like out hunting down Gatorade in the middle of the night to make sure people didn't die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, poor choice on the hotel. All right. We so need inventory needed to be a, a little yeah. a little, little bit better. Um Second day was was fantastic. It started off. Mike Detola had some um, some very personal words that I think took a lot of guts to get on the stage. And Mike was followed by uh, Joshua Austin, uh, my normal podcast partner, who um, 
His was, he had given a lecture a couple years ago called the Shamford Psyche, talking about how dentists were so focused on the chamfer of our margins that we can get really hard on ourselves and we really need to, he was encouraging therapy. Well, this is kind of a, the evolution of that lecture and something a little bit more current. Um, so it's really like the Shamford Psyche part two. And um, anybody gets a chance to hear that, that lecture would be, be good. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. And that, that was one of his, his main point was, look, therapy needs to not be hush-hush uh, talked, talked in hush-hush tones that which everybody should be, it should just be a natural part of, of society that we should it, be and having. And it should, because so. I started therapy, I think, two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. because I just didn't like the way that I responded to things. And I knew that they were triggers because of how I grew up. And the more that I learn about therapy and the more that I go to therapy, I'm like, why isn't everybody going to therapy? And I think for us, it was a hard thing to get over because in the Mormon church, you never talked about really authentic feelings of... Well, it was always, if, if you're not feeling good, then you... you then you've done sinning. something wrong. You've done something wrong and you need to go look at yourself. And, you know, I... agree with Josh. I mean, Mm -hmm. but on the side note, not all therapists are the same Mm -hmm. and not all therapists are good at their job. And yeah, that makes it hard. You know, I've worked, I've seen therapists. I've worked with therapists. I interviewed a couple therapists when I first started going to therapy Mm -hmm. and the therapist I ended up going to and have been seeing for quite a long time was the only one that kind of looked at me dead face and was like, did you really say it like that? She was the only one that would question me that mm-hmm. wasn't afraid to not agree with me. Right. I don't need someone to tell me I'm great. I already think I'm great. I know. <laughs> I shut up. <laughs> I, I need it's someone, no secret. Trust me. I need somebody to be like, okay, Holly, let's reevaluate what what just happened. <laughs> so I encourage everybody: if you're in the dental field, you really should be seeing a therapist of some sort. I think there's enough PTSD from going to through dental school that most dentists would qualify for well, needing. You know, help. you you are in a field that. First off, nobody likes you. Nobody None. wants to come and see you. They None. might like you as a person outside of dental, eh, the dental office. I doubt it. Well, and that's part, part of the problem <laughs> is you get so conditioned to people walking through the door saying, I don't want to be here. They think they're funny. Nothing personal, but I hate the dentist. <laughs> well, I hate go you fuck too. yourself. Fucker. But I, I mean, <laughs> but that does take a toll on you after 20 years. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I agree with Josh, but I do want to put a little bit of a preface out there that just like dentists, a dentist isn't a dentist isn't a dentist. Just because they graduated dental school does not mean that they're good at their job. It just means that they were able to ask kiss enough to graduate. And no, they, they, they fulfilled the requirements. I didn't right. kiss any ass. No, but I mean, you... But they may be shitty clinicians. So if they were buddy-buddy with the dentist that was signing off their shit, mm-hmm. then, you know. But, yeah. Always interview a few doctors before you decide to go with a therapist. But, um, 
yeah, highly recommend it. And I think it should be very regular. I don't, I'm not embarrassed at all that I go to therapy. I, anybody mm-hmm. who wants to talk to me about it, I am very open about going to therapy. And believe me, the way that I grew up, I probably need another 15 to 20 years of therapy. Probably. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you to ask your opinion, how, where would they find you? Uh, again, Instagram, Globetrotter Grub. Okay. I'm also on Facebook as Holly Homiak Timmerman. Um, so I'm very, if you, if you wonder about it, have questions about it, I'd be happy to talk with you. I'm not a therapist, but I'm somebody who is very much You are into, not a licensed therapist. I am not You're good even, enough, but, and you're smart enough, but... but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. And I probably really shouldn't be giving an opinion, but... Yeah. Because Stuart Smalley wasn't a licensed therapist, but he was dogged Dog on, on it. it. He was he, everybody liked him. <laughs> but At least yeah, people, not so everybody. But anyways, go on. Josh talked about therapy, and yeah, Josh was uh, uh, therapy. Um, Gina Dorfman had uh, was our Plan B. She's yeah. great at being Plan B. She's been a Plan B uh, host with me, and she was okay, a Plan just, B. That just took me to birth control. And that was the uh, logo for that week. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> she was our plan B. Um, Teresa Duncan was supposed to lecture at 1130 on Saturday and got COVID and couldn't make it. So Gina stepped in. So and, she was using that as her excuse. Uh-huh. Huh? COVID Everybody. works on so many levels. Uh, Gina was fantastic. Uh, she gave me a little shout out. Uh, what did about she talk plan. about? Um, empowering t- team to uh, to be high performance. And, you know, oh. what's it take to have a have a good team? And Not yappy. Um, Yappy was had a booth there, but she wasn't there lecturing on Yappy, yeah. so it wasn't a commercial. She, I'm, I'm not even sure she even mentioned Yappy, which is, I think, great when a, a person's lecturing. It doesn't feel like it's a big commercial. Yeah. Um, but you know, we just started using it, and I actually really like the program. So yeah, that, well, that's why I told uh, earlier episodes. Uh, um, I, I, I re, resubmitted uh, an older episode, so I had to do a little blurb at the beginning, and so I just said hey, it's brought to you by Yappy because uh, if you don't use Yappy, you're a fucking moron. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure where they can make t-shirts of that, but I'm not, I actually Clint might. Clint, Clint, Clint would. Yeah. So yeah. who else did you listen to? And, um, well then, then we went and got lunch in the afternoon. We kind of took off a little early and, and went screwing around Arizona. Oh, was that on, that, that was, was Saturday. on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh, Friday night we went to a couple bars in downtown Scottsdale. Old Town Scottsdale. Old Town. Yes. I like me some Old Town. Uh, that, that first one we went to was the uh, Old Tavern, old, old Town, Old City Tavern or something like that. It was right across the street or a kitty corner from the Rusty Spur. Yeah, Old Town Tavern. And that um, was really great. They had great drinks. That was fun. And Did the, a the great, band. dirty, dirty, dirty martini. Uh, the band was good. Um, oh, the band was great. So I, I love I like me live some music. live music. Ugh. Live music was fun and they did a good job. So very happy with that. Um, Rusty Spur. That's where we run into uh, Papa Randy and yeah, they were, yeah yeah that was before Zach went down. Zach was on his way down. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him for five seconds. He was super excited, and then yeah, the next time I saw him, he was not good, not good. Yeah, but um, that was fun. Got to hang out with our daughter Skylar, who was down there in Arizona, and uh, yeah, it was fun to fun to see her catch up. I went to a couple really fun little restaurants, and yeah. I think they they plan. I'm pretty sure next year is going to be a Scottsdale again. I don't know if it's going to be the same resort, um, but uh, it's a good place to go. I mean, 
it was sunny, but it wasn't warm. So yeah, but it was it was, it was nice. I it was nice enough to just wear a sweatshirt. Where right. here you have to wear like ninety seven layers right. of clothing, gloves, mm-hmm. and a hat to feel like you aren't going to die. But yeah, if you d- haven't been to Voices of Dentistry. I strongly recommend you try it out. It isn't a podcast convention, which is what I thought it was when Lance was initially going. And I was like, so what do they do? Do they like just talk about like how to do your podcast better? And he gave me this weird look like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, isn't it a Voices of Dentistry like to do podcasting stuff? And he's like, no, it's nobody would show up for that. Yeah, he's like it's a bunch of people who do podcasts, but that's not all it is. He goes, it's a it's actually a CE event, so it's a really fun CE event that has a lot of really fun, sarcastically dark dentists that go. <laughs> do you disagree? No, that's a that's pretty. <laughs> pretty accurate no (laughs) you know you kind of find yourself in a room full of people who have been through pretty much everything that you could possibly get go through in dentistry and they're still standing and it kind of makes you feel like okay i can do this this is not terrible this is not the end of the world do you disagree Totally, totally Are you playing agree. a game over there on your no, phone? No, I'm trying to find a Reddit question. Oh. Well, yeah, I was like thinking you're ignoring me. Well, I try. Usually. You're so rude. So rude. But anyways, so that's a shout out to Alan. Alan, great job. Oh, he, I don't know if he messaged you, but he had messaged me kind of apologizing that uh because I saw from a distance, but didn't say hi, didn't interact, and and he was happy that we both were there and and stuff. So he looks really good. That mountain biking or whatever he's yeah, doing is doing a lot of paying dinner. off. Yeah. He looks really really good. Um, what else? What else did we do over that whole thing? That was about it. That was. It was a kind of our typical. We we vacation or we travel a lot, but a lot of people think that we're gone for a long time. We it was a typical. Two to three day whirlwind trip. Well, here's trip. the thing. We take a lot of trips. We don't go on a lot of vacations. Right. Vacations are where you go and you relax and you kind of hang out and you are just kind of revamping and reviving yourself. The trips that we take, it's we hit the ground running and we're running until we get back to our house and... Then we sit on the couch for about six hours and then go to bed and then we wake up and we have our life again. So it's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and we tend to most of the time we don't get stay at nice places. We're, we're no longer doing the, the Motel 6 thing, but we stay at decent places. We don't stay at resorts yeah. very often because we're never, ever there. Why pay the resort fee uh, if you're not going to take advantage of it? Why? um you know, because most of the time we're we have the rental car and we're going to leave. And even if it's a, in Europe, we're we're driving around. A lot of people are like, "Man, I would never drive in Europe." Well, you're missing out. Oh, that's it's half the fun. Getting lost in European city and hoping to not get murdered or so. stuck in a tiny, tiny street. Or... Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that. All the adventure happens when you drive in other countries. Yeah. Or states even. I mean, we've had some clusterfucks in other states, but. So do you want to talk about you helping a friend today and how his practice was? (laughs) Okay. So this is an advice show. This is um, this is a show where we like to answer people's questions that we find on the, the neat little Facebook groups. We also answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We also uh, need people's input in their questions, so people can find us at workinginterferences at gmail dot com. Now we don't want any question, do we, Holly? No, we don't want boring questions. Right. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer, and I don't have a witty one that Josh usually has of. The type of question that we, you know, what's the best lubricant for your endophiles? And we all know it's KY jelly, hot flavored KY, which is actually true. There's glutaraldehyde in it, and it's a good lubricant for the files during a root canal. But I didn't have anything prepared. So, so the first thing, um, this isn't really a question, okay? But I did um, help a, a friend. A friend of mine has a, um, a DSO. And he's the CEO. He's got the venture capitalists from New York that, that fund all this. And so he's got, I think he's up to 16 locations now in, in Washington and Oregon. And they were shorthanded. I'm, I'm kind of, now I'm more irregular. I'm not, I used to work for him on, a, was it weekly or was it every other no, week? No, it was maybe twice a month. Okay. But um, someone I needed, I guess, needed time off. They were out of town or they were sick or something. It was a... It was planned because it was two or three weeks ago that they emailed asking if I'd work today. And so I did um, up in a little small little town called Snohomish. It's about an hour's drive from here. So um, it was it was more of a short day. It was only scheduled from eight to two. And so um, I knew I was going get to get to come home at a decent time because it was just a short, shorter day. It's what's interesting is I've had a chance now to, to work in several different locations and offices all over the place, and um, I love some offices so much more than others. And uh, the ones I love are the ones that aren't cutting corners on materials and equipment and and everything. Yeah, so that's the thing that I don't understand. You spend what a million five hundred thousand to revamp a practice. Bring everything and make it beautiful. It looks like the most high-end practice. And they don't have a fucking panel machine? Yeah. So this this office, I, I so I'm doing a recare exam. Uh, I see a, one tooth is missing. Number 19 was missing. 14 was on a treatment plan to be extracted at some point. And I said, oh, is there a plan to replace the number 14 when it gets extracted? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, that's going to be an implant. Just like number 19 had, had, was extracted, they, they did a bone graft, and now they're ready for the referral to the oral surgeon. And I'm looking at the space going, this is going to be probably one of the easiest implants to do. So I didn't want to say anything for the patient, so I went asked the office manager, so tell me, do you guys not do in place implants here? Oh, no, we refer. We restore them, but we don't place them. I said, oh, you know. Actually, if you if you got cases like this gentleman that's in the chair right now, I I could come in on a Friday and I could do the implant for you in 15 minutes. Hell, I could come in for an 8 o'clock appointment and leave at 10. Um, that way they save the revenue from going out the, out the door. But I said, do you have a CBCT here? She goes, oh, we don't even have a pano. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's, Isn't it's, a standard it's kind of, of standard. It's, it's about 
because uh, some people will say that a full series of x-rays is equal or adequate. But they don't show the same thing. But they're totally different things. In my office, you have to have, all new patients come to my office. I do a pano. I do a full 18 views of, of x-rays. Uh, I do an iTero scan of everybody. And if there's any reason at all, I'm also going to take a CBCT of that person. So I have a when my my records appointment is pretty comprehensive, and it's very easy to have a discussion with people about right. their treatment but needs because of do, all that. But you also do photography of the patient's mouth, also. I, so that I'm they probably can see 50, what 50, you're most seeing. of the time. If there's any conversation, I'm, I have my my DSLR ready to go. But the Itero, the the new Itero is so good that it's almost replacing. Simple photography for for many. If they, if there's any mention whatsoever about a smile improvement or anything like that, then no, I'm, I'm definitely taking right. my, my uh, photos. I, I just, but I just don't understand why you would spend money to completely remodel a practice. Well, that was the other thing is is I I see these operatories that are, that are empty. I'm like, did there used to be chairs here? And they're like, oh, or, or are there going to be chairs? Like, were they expanding and I'm just in the middle of the this project? And they're like, no, th- those used to have chairs. I'm like, oh, where where are they now? They're like, well, the ones you just saw, they're over, over there, ops one through six. So here were at least four or five more locations that could have had chairs. So it could they could expand this place to have like 10 or 12 operatories. And I said, oh, okay, well, and, and the, the where they... The new chairs are, the chairs got moved to, are just gorgeous, very spacious operatories. Looks very, very, very nice. It would have cost $300,000 in, 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 you know, a, a contractor to do the construction and, and put the drywall up and all that. Um, maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it's a lot. I, I haven't done a project like this, so I don't, I don't know. I, but so for them to have spent that kind of money and then not have a CBCT or, or a pano, or a pano, minimum of a pano, but I mean, because, Panos are going what fifteen twenty thousand dollars to have a digital pan. Well, and my thing is, I'm, you know, I listened to you tell me about this place that is completely top of the line visually. Right. See, but, that's the thing is, I think is deceiving. The patient has no idea that they're getting substandard care. Yeah. Because it looks like it's so gorgeous. Well, of course they they're they're top of the line dentists. Well, no. you know, you're asking for viscous to that stat and nobody so that was, knows what you're even talking that about was, that, that was works the, there. So I, I was um, doing a crown on number 15 on this patient. And um, so it, it's, it's very common. It's almost 100% of the time you, you're, you're going to have the, the gums are going to bleed in the process. And that's just how it is. And so you have to have a hemostatic agent of some sort to stop the bleeding. And so I said, oh, can I get some viscous stat? And the assistant looked at me like, I don't know, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, yeah, hemis, hemodent, hemodent, so, you know, do you put it, your retraction cord in there? And they're like, oh, so they gave me some, it was a premier brand, I think it was hemodent. So I got some, uh, they, of course, they're saving the money on a cotton pellet, so they took a cotton roll and pulled some cotton out of it and made a pellet for me but, to- But I don't, I just, I guess I just don't understand why, it's like you're you're cutting the corners in the wrong place. Right. You're cutting corners on quality of care and so, convenience because, you know, that in your office, we schedule 50 minutes for a crown, knowing that you're going to be done 30 to 40 minutes yeah. at the most. Here, it took you two hours 
to get this? Well, they scheduled an hour and a half, and that's the typical amount of time. And usually when I work for this group, um, everybody's always impressed, like, oh my gosh, you were done so fast. Wow. Well, this office took forever. Plus, I delegated. We had so much extra time. I, I delegated things I, I usually would have just t- done myself just to, just to save the time because I know I can do it quicker than delegating it. But I was like, they have to have something to do. So I, I let them do it, not knowing it was going to take them 45 minutes to do the next step. But what was interesting is, so I had to do a buildup. And then this tooth had been patched a million times. And so by the time I got everything cleaned up, I'm pretty close to the nerve. So I got a liner in there to try to insulate it. So I'm doing the buildup, and they gave me just flowable composite. And so then I put a little bit there and cured it and then went to get more or get the next, you know, usually I would think a paste or a, a core material specific. But they did, all they had was the flowable composite. So I thought, uh, fine. But, but that, I, I don't understand why you would be so tight on your budget of supplies. Well, I've, I've worked with this group before, and I know that they're incentivized. The, the industry standard so for... So the shittier dentistry you can do, the with, almost, more money they make? No, they, overhead. It's your supplies, an average, a good, decent practice average is 5% of your revenue of your overhead is in uh, dental supplies. And so they're incentivized to try to get it less than five. And I think they, they're, they're shooting for about three and a half percent. So that means they, they only order what's absolutely necessary. Well, how about you use your iTero scanner, quit making fucking impressions so you're not spending any money on impression material. Well, that was nice. They, and- they did have a three-shape scanner. So that right there, I was, I was happy to see that. So I texted Clint because Clint used to work at this office. And so I said, hey, did they have uh, the three-shape when you were here? And he goes, oh, God, no. They have a three-shape, but they don't even have a panel yeah, machine. They, they'll spend them, you know, the three shape machine is usually two to three times the cost of what a panel would be. And so, but yet they have the three shape that, and I, you can do so much more, so much more dentistry that with the better diagnostics, you know, you, you, you can take a CVCT and see what the bone volume is. You, you can treatment plan the implant. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit mind boggling to me that these dentists out there. Well, well the, the final thing that just blew my mind was I did a filling at the end of the day, my last page before I came home was I just doing a filling. And so I etched and everything, and, and you know, I'm feeling, oh, no fiber optics. So thank God I have my headlight that I use. My Innova XLT125A cordless surgical headlight with 125,000 plus lux and adjustable illumination of two inches to five inches. But the, the handpiece itself didn't have a fiber optic. And, and I've heard people say, well, if you've got, everybody has their own headlight, you don't need a fiber optic on the handpiece. It, no, it makes it, I can see so much more having that extra illumination. So, yeah, great. You saved $5 by not having a fiber optic light on your handpiece. But my crown preps are going to be longer. My filling preps are going to take longer because I can't see. That's the thing. I'm like. Maybe there's just a lot of Helen Keller dentists out there. There's probably I that. And there's probably a lot of people who are like. Eh, this is what it takes everybody. That's something that drives me crazy when they say, this is what everybody does. No, you're just a dumbass. Yeah. Not everybody does this. Yeah. Well, and then I was telling the assistant, you know, because I was describing, I was encouraging her to get occlusal reduction burrs. And because she was confused. Why, does, why do dentists need so many burrs? I'm like, no, I just need two. I need my occlusal reduction burr and then my, my turbo diamond that uh, has spiral shaped grooves in it. I can crank out uh, my, my crown prep. Five minutes tops. If you, if you give me enough illumination and I can see what I'm doing and I have my correct burrs, I can get all that done really fast. And you have and an then, electric handpiece. 
Electric can't be. Uh, they had electric there. I, yeah, I can't. Can't stand air driven hand. I don't pieces. know why anybody has those anymore. Uh, some people like the tactile sense. They, I just think they haven't used um, electric enough to to know the difference. But um, but just having dry Z, just to have, being able to to retract the the tissues and make it dry, so you have, can take a scan because you don't need a retraction cord if you're going to scan. Now, that's what a lot of people think. No, you still do. No, you you can, but. As long as it's in color, you can see that the exactly where the margin needs to be for them to map it out to, to mill the dye, and um, the, you don't need the, any information past the margin. So the really sad thing is, so many of these DSOs, mm-hmm. and this is guys, girls, he, she, them, they, there. If you're in dental school, know that you deserve better. You're going to get out of dental school and you're going to go into these offices who are basically not upgrading their shit because that's what you've been doing. You're not going to learn anything new going into these offices because you're going to basically be doing the same shit you were doing in dental school with the same shit well, you had in dental school. That's why it's just I laugh. I feel bad for Clint because the guy he works with has done zero CE since he ever graduated. He thinks the dental school, all you ever need to know is what was taught in dental school, which is t- complete bullshit. There, there isn't hardly anything that I do on a daily basis that I was taught in dental school, whether it be materials, techniques, anything. If I was told to, I had to do everything the way I was taught in dental school, I wouldn't be in dentistry. I, I, I hated, you hated ev- it. everything the about it. The minute you got out of dental school, you were like, how do we get out of this? Yep. That, I, that, I don't even think it was eight months and you were like, I need to be done. Well, I wanted at the end of sophomore year, but I, I couldn't, I didn't have a, I never graduated with anything as a backup plan. So there was no plan B. Took you without a degree. So there was no plan B. (sighs) But it's one of those things though, that I feel like these offices leave you with shitty stuff. Well, I, because they're expecting to have shitty dentists that are new and don't know better coming and using it. Well, it's, I don't think it's planned because I, no one's ever said anything because no one knew enough to complain. So they, they, they're not correcting anything because no one said anything. No one, yeah. I mean, so I, I, it has been, I've, I used to think that I was just a really good dentist and can do really great things. And then I saw some of my own work after using av- just average materials that when I saw some of my own x-rays, I'm like, oh my hell, that was me? Well, it was, it was embarrassing. But I mean, when you're used to doing BioClear mm-hmm. and heated having composite, heated composite, with flows and, and they're and like, here. Here's a Toffelmeyer. I know that that's round, but here's a square peg. Fit that in there. Yeah. Push hard and it'll go in. You know, <laughs> but, but with that, again, time in the chair is money. Well, that's what I was telling the, the assistant. I said, uh, you, this won't increase your productivity, but it'll shorten your appointment times so that you can fit more in. in. So you are more productive as a result of that. But it's not a direct, the, the appointment won't be more productive. Yeah. But you're going to see more people. But I mean, could see more people. If you can do nine fillings in 45 minutes with flowable composite, or you can do two or three in 45 minutes with cold shit yeah which no, is better heated composite was a game changer for me and, and i think everybody should be using heated yeah composite. i just don't understand why 
people are cutting the corners in the wrong place. Well, they they just don't know. And what's funny is, and it was brought up at uh, Voices of Dentistry, they're talking about controlling your costs. You have your fixed costs, you have your variable costs, you have your overhead, all these different things. And certain things you, you can't change. Like if you were trying to, like rent should be, let's just say 5% of, of revenue, um, you, your, your rent's not going to go down, but you can actually make your, your percentage lower by producing more. Right. So do more dentistry, and now that percentage is actually better. But not, don't work harder, work smarter. Right. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of bigger cases. Well, see not one just person that. and do a, an arch as opposed to or 12 different people. You could see eight people, but actually have the right equipment. So it only takes you 30 minutes to do their crown. Or the the upside is, the, the indirect thing is, okay, maybe something that used to take you an hour, now it's taking you 30 minutes. Still schedule that hour, but now you get a chance to spend some time with them. Uh, get to know them. You, Building you're not, relationships you're not with r- trust. Rushing. So um, there's a guy that, I don't think he's a listener of the podcast, but he's in the Shitters group. Uh, Aaron Louisignon, I think he's in uh, Pahrump, Nevada, but I think he lives in Vegas. Anyway, he was he made a comment uh, in the group the, a couple days ago where he has a new associate. He's never had an associate before in his life. Doesn't even know how to have an associate. Never even looked for one. And somewhere out of the blue, some girl from Chicago, her husband was relocating into the area. So she she approached him and said, I, I want to work here. And they came, long story short, he made it happen. He goes, oh my God, I think I have a new love for dentistry. Um, I'm not seeing as many people as, as before. Usually now I get to actually finish the procedure, take my gloves off and sit back in the chair and start talking to my patients. I'm enjoying knowing them. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not stressed out. So dentistry is just different. Well, it can be the same thing if you use the right equipment. You know, you, you, you can do that crown without hurting your back and uh, hating... Well, and it's also traumatizing to the patient to be in your chair for two hours while yeah. you're doing something that should only take 30 minutes. Yeah. There's no reason. I mean, I would say 90% of our patients come during their lunch break or their mid-morning break or their afternoon break. Mm-hmm. They have an hour to spend with us. Yeah. We see them on time. And they're done on time. Yeah, it's always interesting. The people that if they've, if they're relatively new to me and they've had crowns before, but nothing with me, we'd only been cleaning their teeth. Finally, they need a new crown. Sometimes they're dragging their feet because they're like, man, I, I just can't take two hours out of my day for them. And we're like, no, you can plan, give me 45 and, and we'll get it done. And they're like, no, no, I know it takes two hours. No, no, you just come on in. Once they experience the way we do it, um, then they start questioning, why doesn't everybody do it the way you do? Because they don't have the tools or they don't have the training. And again, that's what going Or they don't care. They've been doing it this way and they're just going to keep doing it this way. And they're going to- It works for me. And they're going to do it that way until they retire. But if you want to make more money, Mm -hmm. work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And if you're working smarter, that doesn't mean you're working cheaper. Right. Well, and that's the other thing is just because I, I get them done in half the time, that doesn't mean I'm giving you a discount. There should be, there's a value to the to people's time, to people's time, to have it a, a comfortable experience to, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, the first time I was doing a procedure once that w- that took less time than the person thought they're like, well, that was so fast. Should it be cheaper? I'm like, well, if you feel better, I'll slow down. 
Um, yeah, but our fee. fee is based on care, skill, and judgment. Mm-hmm. And not time in the chair. Not time in the chair. I can do this for you in 30 minutes because I've been trained mm-hmm. much more than the average dentist. And because of that, you are going to reap the benefits. You're not, your mouth isn't going to be open. You're not late for work. You're whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, but it's interesting to me how so many people get a little bit tied up in the picking up pennies and tripping over dollars situation Uh that they miss the bigger picture. Yeah, great. You're three and a half percent, but there's like a shit ton of work we can't do because we don't have the equipment to do it. That's completely idiotic to me. So you also want to do a shout out to uh, someone you met at Voices of Dentistry. Uh, Azar Ahmed, who's a dentist in, he just moved to Colorado Colorado. from Texas. Mm -hmm. Unemployed for five months. Yep. Newly married. Congratulations. Had some really cool wedding photos. He did share them in the group. I know. Uh, Indian weddings look so cool. I'm like, I I want my kids to either marry somebody who's Indian. I want to be a part of a Bollywood dance choreograph. Well, you're such a huge Bollywood (laughs) fan. No, I'm too pale to be a a Bollywood fan. But I like want... One of my girls to either have an Indian wedding, a Greek wedding, or a Jewish wedding because they're so much fun. And we had the shittiest wedding. Do they have Jews wedding. in India? Because you could have a Jewish Indian wedding? Maybe. I don't know. We but need the girls to be interviewed. They got to figure out. Yeah. I just want to super have somebody <laughs> have a really super fun wedding. I just want to do the choreographed Bollywood dance. 100%. The Shah Rukh or, Khan m- or the, move. Or the, the chair dance. Where you have somebody up on a chair. Oh, the, the Jewish one? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Azar was, our, our, I think he, he's now become the mascot for Voices of Dentistry. Everybody, th- everybody loved him. He's the Oh, greatest. my God. He was so great. I loved him. Yeah. He was just so kind, and I just really appreciated him. So that's my little shout out. Okay. Shout out. Voices of Dentistry. He's now in Boulder. Boulder, Colorado. Boulder. Land of a lot of We haven't of been to Colorado for a while. Mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> so, um, um, coming up on February 1st is Chinese New Year. So, happy Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year to everybody. I'm getting ready to send all my little Chinese New Year packets to my nieces and nephews. Um, anything else exciting, thrilling? No, no. So, um, people that are listening, we need your uh, love. We need your reviews. Give I, us a five-star review. You know what? Actually, leave a review because they don't even tell us if you gave us a five-star and you don't leave a review. So I feel like nobody's really listening to this, and I'm really disappointed, except for in Erin Elliott. She did leave a review, and I appreciate you for that. Yeah, big shout-out to Erin. She uh, she's, uh, she's a big fan. Big, she, she's good solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like Everybody loves Erin. So, um, yeah, we need some reviews. We need more interaction. We need people to give us some specific questions. It's been a while since we had people email in. Although every once in a while, I'll find um, like in the Facebook messages area, someone like that chiropractor gave me a message. It was months previous until I finally found it. Like, oh, shit. Thanks for the the. Or question. send the messages directly to me. Yeah, because you'll see it sooner. Yes. Holly. Homiak yeah. Timmerman on Facebook. It's Chomjack. Chomjack. It, it's yeah. It's pronounced Homiak. It's spelled C-H-O-M-J-A-K. It's pretty silly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I think we're just going to skip the Reddit this week. Okay. Because 
Well, hopefully this doesn't bore you to tears. There was no alcohol involved today. Yeah, this was a dry this episode. This was a completely so dry episode. If, if y'all hate it, then let then us know. Give us the feedback that we we'll need we'll make be, sure we at least have some wine. We can bring Drunk Holly back. Get the Drunk drunk Holly. Um, so, music. Okay, you're picking a song? It's, it is my turn. Do, is that okay with you? You wanted yeah, to... Yeah, fine. All right. Whatever. Oh, I did do goat yoga when I was in Arizona. And that was really, really fun. And yes, That's it is exactly what you think. They had little goats and alpacas and cows that were walking all over us as we were doing yoga. And it was so fun. Highly recommend. If you guys have spouses that uh, don't really like going to CE courses with you, um, that's a really fun thing to do if you're down in Arizona. All right. So for my music selection this week, uh, I'm going to go some old school. Remember Oingo Boingo? Yes. Danny Elfman um, is more famous now because he's he's made the music for Simpsons and the Batman soundtrack. Um, I just heard him on a podcast. Did you really? Uh-huh. Danny Elfman is amazing. Uh, Night Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. I mean, he's he's an amazing talent. But prior to his Hollywood stuff, he was in a band called Oingo Boingo, and they were uh, they were awesome. So I thought, you know what? Let's go with some Oingo Boingo. Let's do uh, Wild Sex. In the working class. Sounds like a plan. Let's go. We're all big fans of the wild sex. So <laughs> for for working interference, I am Lance Timmerman and Holly Timmerman. We'll see you next time. Okay, love you.
high, thinking of you. 